Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. So welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we are agents here with Codal Banker Seward Realtors in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. And December is upon us. And so this week we have the most anticipated guest of the entire podcast history. I think so. I really do. A, a huge celebrity, international star. Known worldwide. Twinkle in his eye. And just a, just a little tiny wink and I'm trying to figure out the rest of it, but totally I'm losing it, but that's okay. Right? Rosy cheeks. Yep. Nose like a cherry. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely is not frosty. No, he came in the studio and I, you know, I had to laugh to myself, you know. Frosty melted. Frosty melted. No, we have Santa. We do. We have Santa. No, th- this was, this was quite the, quite the interesting experience because, I mean, Santa, you're, we can't just call you on the phone. No, no, not at all. You can't But just... you can write me a letter. I even take text messages these days. Really? You do? I do. I have a complete staff of social media helpers. Ooh. I got to put some of those elves to work. I was going to say, are they special elves? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it took some cross-training. Okay. They uh, didn't know how to handle uh, holding on to a device. They were like, it's not a hammer. And I had a few of them that just decided it was a hammer and- Started beating on things with their with their telephone with their phones, and I said no. <laughs> well, every tool is a hammer. It yeah, is we, pretty much with real estate, you know, and fixing up houses. We've learned that quite well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but you know, we we said we we really want Santa on our show, and so a couple months ago, the thing in October, we we actually we actually head north. We did. We, we headed north, and it was a 15 hour, 10 hour, 15 hours, 15 hours in an airplane, 3000 miles, 3000 miles to come see you. Oh, you, you came up and saw me in the North pole. You certainly did. Well, we know your, your laboratory is top secret location. It is, but you've got the, uh, customer forward facing, um, storefront there in Alaska, North pole, Alaska. Well, we have to have at least a presence. People expect to see something of Santa and we try to encourage them to come to the store and at least get a glimpse of our uh, ideal of what we think that they want to see for the North Pole. It was fantastic. It was quite the experience. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's our pleasure to put that on for you. A beautiful place. Um, Jeepers. It was actually a, a pretty decent there. It had a little dusting of snow. And they're like, you know, Santa doesn't always come around, but every once in a while he comes in and checks on us and makes sure we're, we're doing well. And, and you popped in and I'm like, Carrie, do you hear what I hear? I hear a little chuckle, a little ho, ho. I turned around. I'm like, Carrie, Carrie, do you see what I see? It's Santa. It's Santa. It's Santa. So we got to talk it's to you. It's the magic when, uh, when, and I don't care how old you are or how young you are. It's when you see Santa, there's just something that happens. And you were very excited to see me. Oh, we're always excited. Always excited to see every one of every one of the children. Age makes no difference to Santa. That is very true. When he had the reindeer out for a practice run, so they were all there. And I, Do they like carrots or apples better? Well, I get that question asked often when I'm seeing little children and they'll ask me, Santa, should I leave out some carrots for the reindeer? I say, well, that would be fine. but. What I really like to encourage them is if they have any broken candy canes, reindeer really like, bro- not the full candy canes, they like the broken ones, they like the pieces. And Santa is quite appreciative of that too. All right. All right. That's it. That, that's good to know. But you sit behind those reindeer for an entire evening. Mm-hmm. You'll be glad they're eating candy canes. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. It's not the gas in the tank, but it's the gas that makes you go forward a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My goodness, it it was it was just so great to talk to you and to, you know, the warmth of spreading the Christmas cheer. And we're like, that's what we want to do on our on our show on our podcast here is, you know, spread some Christmas joy and cheer and kind of comfort some of those questions that 
you know, new people living in new houses have. So one of the questions that we get a lot from buyers are, well, do you know where we moved to? Like, can you still find them? Oh, absolutely. I have a, I have a crack team of, uh, of global analysts that keep an eye on where people are moving. I get that often. Well, I'm not going to be at my, a lot of times this happens. I should back up just slightly where uh, maybe unfortunately things have happened in the family mechanics where maybe the parents have separated a divorce or something like that. And they're going to be spending Christmas with somebody else in the family. Santa knows this. We've been able to track those children down and we still get the gifts to them. No matter if they're at mom or dad's house or grandma's house, even if they're traveling on the road, we'll find them in the hotel room because Santa's team is very good at keeping Santa informed as to where these children are. Does Mrs. Claus play a part in in the uh, keeping track of the children? Mrs. Claus's primary responsibility is management of the elves. Ooh. Those elves can be a bit uh, impish at times. (laughs) <laughs> they need to, they need Mrs. Claus to, well, just keep them in, in control. But I, I give them a the little bit of time off. I, I've told them, if you can get all of your work done at least a week before Christmas, I'll give you a break and I'll let you have some free time. And they are really, really, really right now just working as hard as they can to make sure that they can get all those gifts made and get them ready for the kids. Excellent. Excellent. That is good to know. Do you have a special gift wrapping area in your home? Well, most of the gift wrapping takes place out in the shop, out in the workshop with the, with the elves. And I leave a lot of discretion to, uh, to my elves as far as what type of uh, wrapping paper they'd like, what design they would like. Some will wrap everything in the same wrap if I let them, and okay. others will be, no, I just wrapped one in that, in that wrap. I need to wrap another one in a different color wrap. I just let them take uh, and have the freedom to do whatever they feel they need to do because I trust my elf and my and uh, my staff to be able to take care of that very well for me. All right. Excellent. And do you keep a good supply of Band-Aids on, on hand for when those little elves might get a, a paper cut or a you know, little bit of a scissors cut? You know, we've got, uh, we've got that pretty well figured out. Uh, we have a, we have a solution that we keep on the workbench. It's got a little bit of, a little bit of, well, I'm not even going to tell you what's in there because, you know, I can't. It's a it's it's a proprietary it's a, top, it's a, it's a proprietary secret? trade secret. Okay. But we allow if they if they end up with a paper cut, they're allowed to dip their fingers in this and it'll instantly bind the skin together and no bleeding, no uh, no cuts are allowed in the workshop. Oh, excellent. That is good to hear. Well, we have that happen also with a certain one or two of the elves who are a little bit uh, careless with their hammers. I was going to say the hammers and the woodworking, you know, some splinters may, may be occurring. Well, you miss a nail and next thing you know, you've, you've hit your, your finger on the nail. And that hurts. It certainly does. And I'm sure there's not a, you know, a good supply of ice. So if they oh, do hit their finger. Send them outside. They just go outside. <laughs> it's their break time. Well, we can make exceptions. Okay. You know, during the year, I have to be a slave driver. Well, not really a slave driver. I have to be. I have to be firm with them and make sure, because, like I said, they're elves. They have. They have this this impish ability to wander uh, off. Just stay not on task, shall we say? Mm-hmm. They just want to be jolly and have oh, fun. They certainly do. <laughs> and the supply of hot chocolate for them, of course. Oh, of course, hot chocolate, sugar cookies, and. What about oh. molasses cookies? Do your elves like molasses cookies? Well, they like they like gingerbread men, and I guess that's a molasses cookie, isn't it? Well, kind of. Well, I know that I like molasses cookies, so but do then I. again, there's very few cookies Santa doesn't like. Very either, true. So, yeah. You know, I I, I appreciate uh, all the cookies. Oh, probably my favorite are. Um, our sugar cookies, and then gingerbread men, and I like uh, oatmeal, butterscotch, and I like chocolate chip, of course. And oh, one of my favorites, I like those toasted almond windmill cookies. Ooh. I like those. <laughs> so with your sugar cookies, yes. what is your favorite shape? Because they come in all different well, sa- shapes and sizes. Well, they do. You know, and as, as uh, Santa's often said, you know, I tried to get into shape and I chose a shape. It's round. 
<laughs> well, nobody does. Easy, like a, easy a to maintain Santa. that. <laughs> you know, nice and congealed like a bowl full of jelly. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make me laugh. <laughs> All right, and and of course, to go with the cookies, milk, or or do you like other beverages? Well, I do enjoy I do enjoy the milk. Santa really does like eggnog. Ah, okay. Ooh. You know, it's uh, it's that extra creaminess that uh, kind of stays with Santa while he's traveling. Do we need to leave a bucket of water out for the reindeer so that way the reindeer can drink as well? Well, they like they like water. They'll also drink drink eggnog too. Oh, do they? Oh, absolutely. You know, most people don't think that because well, it's a reindeer, but they will they'll drink they'll drink milk, they'll drink water, they'll drink eggnog. Like I said, I sit behind them all, all evening. I prefer the sweets. All right. So we'll have to leave a bucket of eggnog out for our for our reindeer friends. Just make sure it doesn't freeze. That is, well, then yeah. they'll have to take it as an, egg, as, a, as an eggnog popsicle. Ooh, that might be tasty. That, that could be, especially if you do it in an ice cream bucket, like you said, with the handle on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just pass that around to, to the team as they're going. That's right. So, obviously, a question you get a lot, I'm sure, is how do you get into these new houses when they're not built with chimneys? Well, Santa has a magic key, which Ooh. allows me to access every house. Even these ones that have those newfangled, what do they call them? Smart homes? Those are, yeah, like those ring-a-ding-ding doorbells. <laughs> Santa can even get into those. Probably without, you know. Without pop- setting off the up, alarms. Without setting off the alarms, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Santa doesn't want to have uh, have the law enforcement called on him. <laughs> that is very true. I usually, if uh, if I think there's going to be issues, I do have a I do have a crack security team that stays just one step in front of me if I need them. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And these are highly trained. Highly trained. Highly trained elves. Absolutely. So you do travel with a team of elves. I There are some times when I have to use them in, in certain areas where I know there's going to be issues. Okay. Because I keep an eye on all on all the travel I have to do. And I know where I'm going to run into some, some particular situations. And how do the reindeer do when you leave them on top of the roof? Do they stay pretty well or do they get a little antsy if it takes a little bit longer? Well, they can, they can get a little antsy. Sometimes, you know, I'll have, children will hear that little prancing and pawing on the roof in the middle of the night and they'll, and they'll know that Santa's there. Okay. And so I don't want to stop the, the reindeer and make them absolutely quiet. I need to make sure that the children are just wondering all the time. Okay. And the parents don't have to worry about the heaviness of the reindeer collapsing roofs or anything? Oh, not at all. I'm even in areas where we, where we have, you know, say uh, some of the children that I see in some of the sub-Saharan areas where they don't have uh, roof supports, it's more of a thatched roof type situation. Then we just, we just keep the team on the ground. Okay. It's convenient. Definitely. It's much easier. I would hate to... uh, to have Santa's reindeer cause a structural problem to a home. Well, it's Christmas joy, not Christmas destruction. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's must have been amazing throughout so many years seeing how t- homes are built differently now and technology comes about and just, you know, all those new experiences like we talked about smart locks and stuff. It's must just be phenomenal from over the ages. It has changed a lot in the way that uh, Santa has to do uh, what it what he does. Uh, I've had to uh, learn a whole new skill set for accessing homes due to that, but it's okay. Santa is uh, might be old, but you they say you can teach an old dog new tricks. Well, you don't look a day over four hundred. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> it. Are there any other like questions that you hear a lot from the children that, that might be worrisome that you want to squelch and reassure? Oh, I tell you, one of the most common questions that children ask, and it's really, a, it's really pretty interesting, but you have to understand the, uh, the way the earth is, is structurally set up. There are north and south poles, okay, and there are time zones. There's 24 of them around the world. And children will often ask me, Santa, how do you make it around the world in 24 hours? Mm-hmm. Well, 
and and most people make this presumption that Santa goes around the world in a in a in a circular direction. Reality is Santa goes north to South Pole. Ooh. Because I can cover an entire time zone that way. Have my neck I have several sleighs that are staged. So I can I can get to my north to south pole run and pick up a sleigh in the south pole, then go back to the north pole, pick up a sleigh that's been been removed back to the north pole again. Oh, so it's done with more than one sleigh. Right. Instead of instead of trying to go around the po- around the uh, the equator, which means I'm I'm having to move through several time zones in a very rapid succession. I have that that whole time to be able to travel. Once I get done with Antarctica, I don't have to go back south that way again. Right. Once I get done with Australia, I don't have to go back down south that way again. I've got uh, I've got Africa and India, which I which don't take me that far down. But then I go further north, and I've got and once I get north. Uh, up to Greenland and uh, Nova Scotia. Then once again, I don't have, I don't have to go any further north. In particular, so you look when you look at the map in and the globe in that perspective, it becomes very easy to understand. You, know, you could actually do this, okay, as long as you staged. So if we have more than one reindeer team, yes. So everybody knows the 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 famous uh, reindeer of all, of course, Rudolph. Right. So if we have more than one reindeer team throughout the year then do you go and visit your team so that way they get to know you and, oh, and remember you absolutely and- we have we have an incredible breeding program for our reindeer okay and a lot of the reindeer have uh, it takes it takes quite a few years for reindeer to mature to the point of being able to pull a sleigh it, it's not an easy it's not an easy task for the reindeer um you know i i find i find it humorous <laughs> when i when i see movies uh, such as the one that, uh, what was his name? Oh, yes. Uh, Tim Allen. That was him. When he mm-hmm. did the movie, it was a Santa Claus. I believe he had, he had a reindeer, one of the, one of the young reindeer. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be quite humorous because first of all, we would never let the young reindeer do that, but uh, that's exactly what they look like. That's why we don't let them pull the sleigh. So once our reindeer, you know, we got to get them, we got to train them. and then retirement years so we noticed over you know at your house in right. north pole alaska that that was their retirement area it is and so that way people can come and they can still visit with the reindeer and kind of get to know them and you want to touch a little bit about the the retirement years for your reindeer well we 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 don't necessarily put them out to pasture as one might say we do have uh, we do have a genetic uh, engineering program where we continually are use we have we've had multiple generations of Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. They all maintain the same name because they maintain the same lineage genetically. Okay. Excellent. So when they when they get to a point where and I will never push my reindeer any harder than they actually want to work. They're they're like a good dog sledding team. They just want to keep going. Mm-hmm. When they get to the point, and they let me know that they've had an, they've had enough being on the on the run, they will then go ahead and uh, they let me know, and I will work with putting them into the retirement pasture area where they can be able to enjoy their days, frolic and play those reindeer games. And it was really great. You have an education program there in North Pole that the reindeer really seem to enjoy taking part in. So that way everybody can learn a little bit more about reindeer and, and how they, uh, how they live. And so that was really cute. And, and one thing that people don't, I mean, they, they look at the reindeer and they've seen pictures of the reindeer Dasher and Dancer and Vixen. Well, Vixen's a, Vixen's a girl, mm-hmm. but she has horns. Mm-hmm. Reindeer, both, the both the boys and the girls have horns, mm-hmm. and so it's people go. Well, how can that be? Well, that's because that's the way reindeer are. Yep, and every year they shed. They shed those horns and they regrow new ones. Yeah, so they get a little break from all carrying all that weight around uh, during the uh, off season. Mm-hmm. So while Santa's you know just kind of laying back and enjoying my three month vacation post Christmas. You get a three-month vacation post-Christmas? Well, somebody has to. Well, that's true because the elves need to keep yeah, the working. The elves need to keep working. I don't, they, get, they get about a two-week break 
right around Christmas. Okay. So, you know, I don't want to work them too hard, but I've got a lot more elves. That's true. I'm only one person. Very true. So the missus and I, we take off for three months. Excellent. And just decide to go. Believe it or not, we often go to someplace warm. <laughs> now, why would Santa what? do that? <laughs> well, trust me, when you're in the cold all the time, sometimes the warmth feels really good on an old set of bones. So do you have a private Santa Island that you go to? We do. We uh, have a couple of islands that we go to. Uh, one is uh, off the small island off of uh, Hawaii, and the other one is a small island off of Florida. Ooh. Caribbean Santa. Mm-hmm. Yaman. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, I mean, that's about the questions I had for you. I was really curious if you actually went on vacation after the uh, after the holiday. Oh, absolutely. It's a lot of work being uh, on, you know, for 24 hours. It's nonstop. I've got to circ- I've got to circumnavigate the globe, deliver all those presents to the little boys and girls and even the bigger boys and girls. Some of their toys are a little bit heavier to carry too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, after that, because everything's worked so we've worked so hard, I do take a break. I do give those elves a little bit of a break, but because they have a, get a much larger task to do because they have to continue to make toys all year long. So, yeah, we do take a little bit of a break just to get away from the uh, North Pole for a little bit. And if we want to write you a letter, we can always mail it to Santa at North Pole, Alaska. And it will come to you, right? You can't. Even locally here, you could write it to Santa and send it to Rudolph, Wisconsin. Mm. And it would still get to me. See, we have have those. We even have have an office in Indiana, in the town of Santa Claus, Indiana. Ooh. (laughs) See, the most popular guest of the year. This is what I was so excited to have you on. And, you know, we even have a place that I, I get occasionally, I get letters from a little town way up north here in, the, here in Wisconsin, and that town is Winter. Mm-hmm. Winter, Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. I've never it's heard a, of Winter, it's a, Wisconsin. It's a, it's a pretty little town. Mm-hmm. I've actually driven through there. I've been there several times. <laughs> I have to stop and check on the post office. And make sure that they're using the correct stamp for winter. Excellent. Excellent. So have you been a good boy, Ben? Well, you know, you know. I know. I, I'm, I've looked back and I was just wondering if you were going to own up to, was uh, September 17th, I think it was. Well, you know, I, I, I can't be on my best all the time. I will allow that. Because most of the time you're pretty good. Like you're helping. So. You're helping out people. I think. I think there was a time you were a little rambunctious and mischievous. There was, you were doing something with the, uh, with the state patrol. I think you were demonstrating something. Right. That, you got. You got a little carried away. A little bit too excited with it. Well, that's one of my my part time jobs is promoting safety awareness for motor vehicle drivers. Oh. Yeah. And and we've got a demonstrator that actually turns over and it flips around to That's show. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think you were having way too much fun with the people inside. There were there were mannequins. <laughs> so we we only let the dummies oh. go with, you know, no seatbelts. <laughs> Cuz you've got seatbelts in the sleigh, don't you? Well, I do. I have I have side impact airbags too. Oh. Do you have the five-point harness, or is it just the three-point? No, I, it's it's too difficult to get out of a five-point harness when you're when you're trying to make all those deliveries. Okay, so it's just the three-point. We have we have it on a, on a safety release, so we can buckle one buckle, and the whole thing buckles on top of it. Wait, so it's like Star Trek. It is kind of futuristic. Awesome. Yeah, it. You know, it's it's good to hear because we don't want Santa have to have accidents. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, who knows what could be up in there and you could crash into. Well, we do have, we do have an avoidance system and NORAD does track us. So when we're in the air, you can, you can listen to NORAD and they will track to tell you where Santa's at. So do you ever run into like the flock of geese as they're flying south? Or are they heading north by the time that Santa comes, by the time you come around? Well. Do the geese cause you problems? No. Okay. No, the only time I have any problems with the geese is when I land. Okay. You know, I mean, because, well, let's, you know, geese are kind of, uh, 
interesting animal. Mm-hmm. They like their territory. Uh, they do. I've been chased once or twice. And since they don't get any gifts, I don't know what they're expecting from Santa. We may have to travel with some corn. That is a fine suggestion. I appreciate that. Yep. I will make note of that them, to the elves. you feed them, they'll be happy. <laughs> so, you know, Carrie's been a very good girl this year. She's helped a lot of people get into new houses. Mm-hmm. I've been looking at your inventory, and it's been has been doing very well. It it has. We have, I want to say, thirty five. We have thirty five new families living in in new homes. That's amazing. Yes. So Santa has a a question for you then, Carrie. Okay. With everything going on, has there been enough home inventory to be able to locate these people? We're struggling a little bit with with having more homes for people. So, you know, we do find some some homes that need to be listed and get a new family in. We'd love to know which homes those are so that way we can get a new home, new homeowner for you. Excellent. I thank you very much for that. That's good information. Yeah. Then we'll have to, you know, help out his reconnaissance team by sending him the current addresses too. Ooh, yes. That, that would be great. Just just upload them to to the Santa portal. Okay. Certainly. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure we put those in the database. Now, do you have a Facebook page? I have a team that works on a Facebook page for me. So if you looked for Santa Claus, you would probably find the Facebook. We have social media. So okay. you just type in Santa Claus and you'd be able to find Santa. Because we got, you know... The kids nowadays, the younger ones, oh, that's, that's how they find everything is online. So I, I miss the old days when uh, they would be all those handwritten letters in crayon. and Those were always the fun ones they to do. Were, they were fun. Now I get, I get text messages and the, and the elves send them to me and they put huge stacks on my desk. But they're just not quite the same. I really appreciate when I get a handwritten letter from a child yet. Excellent. Now, do you go and visit the ca- the college campuses? I have. Okay. It's the last couple of years has been a little difficult with the whole worldwide situation. It's been right. a bit more of a challenge to get onto some of the college campuses. They don't just give you a pass and say, come on over, Santa? Uh, and- I wish they would. But unfortunately, times are the way they are. Even Santa has, uh, has certain uh, restrictions that are placed on him. Okay. And you still are able to go and visit the grandmas and grandpas and the assisted living too? I love going to see the grandmas and grandpas. They are some of my most cherished memories because I can remember when they were little children. Mm-hmm. And to see them to see them now, sometimes it makes me sad the fact that I know that they're not going to be with us for that much longer. And I just would encourage all those families who have families in extended assisted living places like that to do everything you can to make sure that you get to see those, uh, those loved family members. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Claus was not able to join us today, but she has her, she's keeping track of your, your elves. She is definitely keeping track of what's going on in the shops that, that affords me the opportunity to be able to go out and do these kind of appearances. Well, that is very, very kind of her. And you make sure you give her a good hug from Ben and I. Oh, I will. Okay. <laughs> All right. She might wonder where that extra hug came from, but that's okay. I'll tell her it was from you. Just let her know it's from us. We do appreciate you taking the time out to, you know, spread some Christmas cheer here on the radio and the podcast. Oh, it was my pleasure, Ben. I'm always uh, doing whatever I can to uh, to make uh, myself available to bring good news and great cheer and, and wonderful uh, just joy this time of year to anybody, wherever. All right. Thanks. We will see you next year. Oh, I appreciate oh, we're that. We're going to see him in a couple of weeks. I'll or be, actually, he's coming to our I'll house. I'll be at your house. Oh, that's right. He'll that's see. Right. He'll see us first before we see him. I'll know if you've been sleeping, <laughs> and I'll know if you've been bad or good. So, be good. Oh, for goodness' for sake. goodness' sake. It was so much fun. It is. We had Santa. It is always so much fun chatting with Santa.
And it just totally correlated with, you know, if anyone's following your personal Facebook profile, mm-hmm. that we did legitimately do a trip up to Alaska. We did. We did spend 15 hours each way doing air travel. Yes, we did. I we, think more coming home. Yeah, well, it, it was just how it worked out to actually get us back in the In a decent amount of time. Frame. Yeah, or else we would have had a day layover, I think, uh, over at SeaTac, Seattle. Yes. So, fantastic. Alaska was beautiful. It was. It was gorgeous. It was 20 degrees outside without any wind chill. There was no wind chill, which is kind of different. It was a little bit like the last day or so that we had here. Uh, currently, it's December 8th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these shows are pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, we had just bitterly cold. And one part of the day, it was like 40 mile an hour winds. And then the next part of the day, it was not. Right. It, and- was, it was a lot of fun visiting family. And again, going to Santa's workshop. So... If you do Google anything, you know, Google North Pole, Alaska, and you will see Santa's workshop. It is actually an actual place and they actually have actual reindeer. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's just a, a cute, like Swiss Alps cottage building. Yes. It Cr- looks really tiny, but on the inside, it is huge. I mean, they jam pack a lot in there. It's Christmas all the time. It is. So you can go there in June and they still have all, everything Christmas. Yes. Hopefully it's air conditioned well enough that you get the little shivers and chills. Their chai tea was very, very delicious. Oh yeah, that's right. They had the the snack bar there as well. Right. So we had snacks with Santa. <laughs> snacks with Santa. It was it was awesome. It was a good time. It was. And, you know, we want to spread good holiday vibes and good Christmas cheer this time of year. Yeah, which kind of leads into what we were doing. What I've been doing this week is delivering Christmas cookies. Right. So that's something that is uh, a perk or a benefit, I guess, of working with you is, you know, you do a a sale with you and one of our touch points is cookies. Is cookies. So yeah, each year I make up four different kinds of cookies for the current year clients and the kind of the first week in December, a little bit into the second week of December, I... Go and I deliver Christmas cookies. So if you were a buyer or a seller, please check your yard for your bag of Christmas goodies. Um, so is this like an Easter egg hunt now? No, this is very obvious that there is something in your yard. So uh, the last couple of years, we haven't been able to spend time with our past buyers and sellers and, you know, get to, you know, see the new home and mm-hmm. see all the new decorations that you have just due to what's going on. And so I've been trying to leave them on a door, a door that I think you're going to be using on a daily basis. But if your puppers are outside and they're not used to me, I am not going to enter the yard. So they might be hanging on a fence. So (laughs) check your fence, especially if you have hooks that are already on your fence that look like it's like you would normally hang something there. So check your house and see if you can find your, your treats. And if you're, Someone who lives far away, we do mail our Christmas treats out to everybody too. So those who live, I think we're, we're going to Washington. So we've got some the that are going to Seattle, Washington. State of Washington. Okay. Yeah. And then we also have some that are going to Texas. Mm-hmm. So those are actually going to come through the mail. And so those are going to be delivered in a most obvious place. So. Which would be your mailbox. Yes. Or they might put it on the front step as well. Correct. Brown boxes. Correct. Yes. Christmas presents. It's fantastic. It is. And then you'll, you've been taking the recipes and sending them also as a contact, a touch point, you know, happy holidays to our past, past clients. So you don't, I mean, you've been doing this. This is going on your sixth year coming this is up. my fourth year coming up. 2017. Right. And then 2018, 19, 20, 21. So you'll be heading into your fifth, fifth year in January. Um, so when in 2017 did you start? Jan- I January? I believe it was January. Okay, so you had all of 2017. Right. And then 2018, 2019, 2020, 21. So you've actually got five years under your belt. Has it really been five years? Uh-huh. You're going to start your sixth year in a month. Really? Congratulations. Wow. Uh-huh. I really almost want to double check everything, but 
you're the numbers guy, so we didn't have to find the book of knowledge. And you know, it if my math is wrong, we'll figure it out. Oh but, yeah. But yeah, you're you're quite well seasoned seasoned now. And we do have a larger list of past clients, and so they still get a little bit of carry connection here on Christmas. Right. Our first year clients, however many years I've been doing this, um, they get them every single year. Mm-hmm. So you know, definitely maybe then this coming up year, we're going to do the best of the best and kind of pull one from each year. Oh, there are plenty of Christmas cookie ideas. Oh, I know because I already got half of them figured out for next year. Perfect. So maybe next, next year we'll do the best of. So if somebody wants a taste of Carrie's Christmas cookie conundrum, maybe put your house up for sale this year and give us a call. I would love to. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And, and, you know, like you said, it's kind of a perk, a little bit of a bonus of working with me, but I really do enjoy just making the cookies for everyone for their first year in their new home or, you know, a nice little thank you for working with me. So if we were selling mom and dad's house, just a little thank you. And, you know, thinking of everybody at this time of the year. Right. And most real estate agents um, do a touch point here with their past clients uh, this time of year. Um, you know, some people send out uh, packer schedules mm-hmm. or, you know, small tokens, maybe uh, keychains or something like that. We send you food. We send you food. Chef's, right. Chef's Carrie's Christmas cookie cookbook. Right. It's going to be something. Mm-hmm. That'll work. So, yeah, um, you know, definitely check your, your yard for cookies. They will be in a red bag. So it's kind of I try to find a bag that stands out so definitely check your your yards I know that I have the last 10 to deliver yet Mm -hmm. so definitely check that out check check your yard they're in obvious places and and don't worry don't fret our interview with Santa did end with us presenting him with some of Carrie's cookies yes he did get cookies thrilled about it he was he was very excited about his cookies we didn't have any eggnog for him, unfortunately. Because I didn't know that Santa drinks eggnog. So yeah. next year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Next, next year, year we'll go a little, little <laughs> out. Oh, it was so much fun. This time of year, it really is fun. It is. It is. It's just, I enjoy bringing everything out and kind of decorating the house. Um, last year, we weren't sure what we were going to be doing. Right. Because it's a new house. And we really didn't know what we could put up or where everything was. And this year, again, we're to the point of we don't know where things are because we had the flood incident. So, yeah, fewer things to decorate in the basement. Very much so. So we found some of the Christmas decorations. Mm -hmm. Still have not found the beaded snowflakes, so I don't know where those are. Very interesting. I know. So we still have lost some of our items, but I know that they're in the house. Right. And one of the things that we did when we... Um, had our move last year and then put up the Christmas decorations. When we took them down, we did create a certain amount of totes, plastic mm-hmm. containers that we put those Christmas decorations in and in a certain spot. So they were really easy to move when we had to do the quick evacuating of the basement. Correct. And they were in plastic totes, so we didn't really worry about them. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, when you get to them, you get to them, especially since Christmas stuff is always in the back. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's very individual and you have to be in the space and figure out where, you know, decorations fit around your other stuff. Well, and like some of the stuff that we did find were from Christmases past that we don't know what to do with. So we got the snowman, but we've never been in a house where they had outdoor outlets. So that way we could actually plug things in. So that's kind of new for us of, oh, now we can actually decorate the outside of the house. Right, we can put some power outside. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that in the last house. I just, it was one of the projects on the list that just didn't get completed before we sold. Mm -hmm. Um, And and now with this place, we've got the new electrical service upgrade so we can do more electrical things. Correct. So instead of just having the one outlet on the front, we could string another wire and put more in the garage. We can bury a wire out and like wrap the trees or something and have prone electricity on our trees. So many options. Options. I love options. Yeah. Now that we have a pathway and we can actually do 
plug-in pathway lights. Mm-hmm. Um, our last house, I had done low-voltage um, pathway lights or, or like house lighting. Well, and we're looking at getting the Google outlets so that way we can turn on the light the lights through our phones. Right, or, or voice control. So that way we don't have to climb over the snowbank to try to get to the lights to plug them in and plug them mm-hmm. out. So we're looking at some options here. The downside of having the uh, Google Assistant smart home stuff on the outside of the house is, you know, weatherproof, and those are usually more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, But there are options. There are. I'm excited for it. So one thing that we did discover this morning, we're not sure when it all happened, but... The fox broke a Christmas ornament this year. Finally, the cat in a tree. Well, I'm not even sure she got in the tree. Just pawing at it, maybe? I think she was just pawing at it. So we've got three different Christmas trees, because you can't just have one. got to have multiple. It's the start of a forest. Right. And so we have one tree that's designated for all of our Star Wars ornaments, one for our woodland creatures, and then our last one is a glass ornament tree. And for some, somehow, she broke one of the Christmas ornaments. She was very proud of herself this morning that she sat amongst the carnage of the, the ornaments. So she did warn us that there was a problem. And just sat there and... Very proudly. Very proudly and meowed at us. Yes. Now, we don't have as many Christmas trees as some of our past clients that mm-hmm. we've worked with. Um, we're getting there, though. Yes. And it was, you know... Working with this particular buyer was such an inspiration of the different types of trees that she had in her house. And we had to find a house that had a room that she could designate just for the Christmas trees. I think she's up to like 15 trees in her home. Right. So she really inspired me to do more than just one Christmas tree. So we're up to three trees. Mm -hmm. Each year we try to add one so we can put it in different places in the house. You know, and a lot of people especially with kids or different family members with different interests. Mm-hmm. That is a huge decorating tip. Um, and, and a lot of people don't generally decorate their house. They just have stuff. Right. And, and we're those people. And so when you get to a decorating season, you know, we're not as adamant of decorators as many people are. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, you know, it kind of cuts down on the battles, right? So if you have mom's tree and dad's tree and the kid's tree and the other kid's tree, and then you have just one tree as your family tree, which might be bigger, and then everyone can participate in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trees come in all shapes and sizes, just like humans. Right. And it's really great this year. Well, we started it last year of each tree. One of the kids got each tree. Right. So, you know, Tyler got his tree. Matthew had his tree. And their presence went underneath their tree. And that way, it wasn't the competition of where is my present? Where, you know, where do you do this? They just kind of saw that we had trees and they just kind of naturally did it on their own of, I'm going to put all of Matthew's underneath the Star Wars tree. And then Matthew got underneath his tree and it worked out quite nicely. So we're going to continue with that tradition of each person gets their own tree. Right. And this year I get my Star Trek tree. Yes, you do. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a, a really good holiday season, I think. And the nice thing is just for, you know, not to play favorites because, you know, all children do that the whole entire I'm the most favorite child. But we're rotating around so everybody gets the Star Wars tree. So you will get a year in this with the Star Wars tree and that you just got to wait your turn. It's a rotation. There you go. Good thing your kids don't listen to the show here. Oh, I know. I know what <laughs> grandma does. So I'm pretty sure she's chuckling right about now. Right. So a couple other really interesting holiday, um, well, maybe not holiday, but it just happened to be EWFHR and uh, WIRI Studios. <coughs> hmm. You okay? All right. So the new studios for the radio station, mm-hmm. they did their open house and ribbon cutting. Yes, that was really nice just to see that. And they've got their... Their studio's all decorated for Christmas, so. And it's it's neat that, you know, technology has come so forward that we don't need as much space to do radio as what we used to. Mm-hmm. 
So, but yeah, I mean, it's really great to be able to see that and um, definitely go check it out. Had a really good showing as as far as num- number of people that showed up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the corner there of Second and Gainer, we weren't sure just how much parking they had. There's a lot of parking. There is a lot of parking. So what was your favorite part of the radio station experience? My favorite part of the radio station experience. Okay. I'm going to have to think on this because they had really good food from La Taqueria. But at the same time, it was really nice to be able to see the different rooms that they have. They've got an, an old media room. So it's got the old school equipment that they're going to be able to still use because it's, it's kind of nice to bring the old building into the new building. So some of their equipment came over. Right. They had one of the uh, mixing consoles from, geez, it had to be the 60s or 70s. Mm-hmm. Now, I think probably the most favorite part about this is the room identification plaques. So each room's got their own little plaque. And I don't know who did them, but they were done really nicely. They were all done out of wood. And then they were burnt yet too on top of it. So it looked like someone took a torch and kind of like blowtorched it and kind of gave it like a burnt rustic feel to it. Right. So it was really cute to see that. So I think the signs were probably my favorite. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So they're... They did a, um, a whole remodel of that store. So they incorporated the uh, soundproofing stuff behind the walls and whatnot. And um, so much of the computer integration, like I said. So we're really moving up a notch in, in technology. And it's, it's cool because um, just the, the way the, the ball rolled, our firm is also listing their current or previous uh, radio station location for mm-hmm. sale. Um, and so I got to go in and do a, a tour and really get a, even more of the history from there. Um, we did a virtual walkthrough of it as well. So mm-hmm. I've been posting that on the internet a couple of times when this really kicked off and they announced that they were moving. Um, not really much to tour of the new space. Like you said, there's only the two station rooms. Um, I think there's a total of six rooms. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, the two station rooms, kind of the main lobby. A tech room or two tech rooms, um, then the sales office, mm-hmm. and then a production office where they can um, do scripts and stuff. Correct. And then the break room. And the break room. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was really cool. The, the history of the radio station, you know, that was one of the first episodes that we started with. I hit up on yes. the, the radio station history. Mm-hmm. It was actually part of the newspaper, and the station was broadcasting out of the Daily Tribune building down by the river. Mm-hmm. So then they moved over to 25th Avenue and now they're moving over back to the river. Just back on the, to the river. Just on the other side. Yes. Okay, so what? So this week, our blog from the National Association of Realtors, the styled, staged, and sold blog. Yeah, you betcha. It's six non-traditional holiday decorating ideas. Okay. Yeah. So holiday decor. Uh, let's see. The first one they suggest is metallics with blue ooh, right and that's it's a pretty classy you know elegant Mm -hmm. sort of idea um and the blue is like the blue velvet like the royal blue oh nice not really the royal blue but you think like royalty has has that blue that midnight deep shiny sparkly blue correct yeah um with metallics and I mean, pick the golds, the bronze, the the silvers, all that little razzle-dazzle. It really catches the light. They say metallics continue to be a huge holiday decorating trend. Silver and gold are popular colors for shiny ornaments and accessories. Gold on silver can add warmth and depth to a space and is easily paired with non-traditional holiday colors, such as light blue or navy. Ooh. Right, so mix it up. The next one is textured layers of white. The article suggests it really um, focuses on like a farmhouse Christmas style. Um, this has really surged like over 400% in the last five years, according to Google Trends. Soft whites paired with textured whites, along with like burlap, natural wood tones, and black accents, maybe with like metal or wrought iron. Ooh, that is, that does look quite nice. One of the things that I, I think um, 
kind of hinder a lot of farmhouse look is when you get so much wood, it gets really dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually people pair that with dark furniture, like leathers and whatnot. So that would be a, a good way to use white, but focus on texture as well. Um, nostalgic displays is number three. Neon signs are trending in home design. You know, like the bar signs that say Merry Christmas. Okay. Have the, the holiday, hollies and leaves. I was going to say, are we going to be bringing out the open signs? And I'm okay. No, when you say no. neon signs, I'm thinking like that, bar signs. That's exactly. But they're, well, it's like the backlit LED, LED backlit plexiglass. Mm-hmm. Um, my on the air sign yeah. that I had. And they, you can make it in different colors and different, you know, uh, engraving, all that jazz. Oh, fun. Um, they suggest it's part of the vintage 50s style that's coming back, which is also like, you know, the, the where you go and you get the shakes at the diner, you know, the malt shops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all that nostalgia is really coming back. And it really focuses on where Christmas began to become like traditionalized around the country. Okay. Number four is giant outdoor ornaments. Not, not just lawn ornaments. But like putting giant garland around your big pillars on the front of the house or adorning your door. Nice. So not just like the 12 inch wreath, but actually get a a, a wreath a wreath that like is as wide as your door is. And continue that trend. You can also do giant ornament, like ball ornaments, stuff like that. Well, I know that every once in a while you'll see the tree that's decorated outside. So they planted the spruce tree, you know. Right. Not close to the house, but in the yard, so that way they can decorate it and have these Christmas tree outside. Exactly. That kind of goes with the next one, which is called decorated greens. Bringing your house plants and decorating those inside. Um, we actually did this one year with the giant fern tree. Correct. Because we wanted something Christmassy and green, but we didn't want an actual tree tree. There's um, a whole nope. other story that yeah, goes on with that too. Yeah, there's a whole other story, but yeah. That's just a synopsis. Okay. But yeah, so, you know, decorate your houseplants. Excellent. And lastly is elegant outdoor displays. So a lot of Christmas lights, think Clark Griswold perhaps, mm-hmm. but maybe not focused on the actual like inflatable Christmas stuff. It's more just lights on the outside of the house being elegant and simple. A lot of people are moving away from colored lights to do this and just going with monochrome, simple white. Simple white or a simple blue. There you go. See, you're tying stuff in, number six to number one. So just some some quick ideas here. I guess this is turning into the Christmas holiday show or holiday decorating too. Excellent. All right. We will catch you again shortly. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.